how we met. That's our story. It was almost like we were meant to meet that night. It was like kind of the classic when you're not looking it shows up sort of thing. I caught the feels. But I look back at that and I'm like, how did my parents not be like, what the heck? Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday and you know what that means. Another brand new episode of The Story of Us, the podcast where we talk all things love stories from those initial meetings to falling in love and everything in between. My name is Jasmine and today we're going to America. We're going to Ireland and we're hitting up Australia. Today's wonderful guest is a colorful, vibrant and adventurous individual with a great story to tell. So without further ado, here she is. My name's Amanda. I'm 33 years old and I live currently in Brisbane, uh, Australia. And this is my story. We both were vacationing in Ireland. I was there for a week from New York and he was there for a month from Australia. I signed up for a bus tour before going and he signed up the night before. For both of us, this was a trip we had wanted for years. We met on the tour. He was on it for three days and we spent those three days together. He went to Scotland after and we chatted the entire time. I thought, eh, just a vacation thing. But he raced back to Dublin before I left so we could spend one last night together. And the next morning he vowed he would see me again. I thought he was crazy. Through lots of long distance, phone calls, video calls, flying up and down and lots of learning. Here we are. Been married for almost three years, together for almost four and a half. What a story. Now, a quick reminder before we get into the episode, if you have an amazing story or you know somebody who does, send me a message on Instagram at Story of Us Podcast. You can also email your story to storyofusthepodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get back into the show. Amanda, welcome to the Story of Us. How are you going? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing, Jasmine? Very good. I'm super excited to get into your crazy and very, very colorful story. There's an accent there. Where are we from? (laughs) So I'm from New York in the US, not the city, Long Island. Beautiful. All right, Amanda, tell me something interesting about yourself that I would never guess. Um, So, well, recently I've actually started taking Irish step dancing lessons and I've been learning Irish as well as a language. Oh, this links to your story. Why the fascination with all things Ireland and Irish step dancing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually took Irish step dancing when I was a child um, and I really loved it. Um, But it's also where like my husband and I met each other. So that is also a good indicator. Um, (laughs) And just a bit for where our future might end up. So. (laughs) Oh, wow. Potential move then. Yeah. What are your top three words that best describe love? My top three words would have to be like being on a team together um support and laughter and fun those are like the top like a big thing for me is always like working it's us working together to solve problems and like I think every relationship that's what you need to be you need to be a team together and that is always the most important thing absolutely I couldn't agree more being a team but also being as cheesy as this is is in love with each other is is the best combo (laughs) that I think you can possibly dream to have (laughs) absolutely (laughs) First thing I want to ask you is what was your attitude towards love and dating before meeting your partner? Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So before meeting my partner, you know, a few years earlier than that, I had dated a few long-term, like had some longer term relationships. Mm -hmm. So literally two months prior to meeting my partner, I was like out just casually dating, doing the online dating scene, Mm -hmm. just kind of exploring Hinge and all of those, any of those different websites. 
So mm. it was an adventure. Um, it was kind of cool because it kind of gave me a, an understanding of also what I was looking for and kind of it, it forced me to look at what my expectations of people were. So it was kind of helpful in that aspect too. Absolutely. Did you ever have any luck with um, any of those online dating apps? Um, I had gone on a couple of dates with people. Um, there was actually one guy that I had gone out with that my husband knows about. He thought it was really funny because <laughs> I had gone out with him like two or three times before going on the trip. And um, when I came back, he was like, oh, can we hang out? Like, let's go do stuff. And I was like, oh, sorry. I'm like with somebody. And he was like, wait, what? Oh, I want you to take me back to the beginning now. And I want to hear how this entire story unfolded because it is very colorful. It's very dynamic and very different. So take me back. Tell me the story of how you both met. Okay. So I guess, um, you know, before we both went on this, big trip to Ireland. Um, you know, for both of us, it was really a strike out of independence. You know, we both had always wanted to go. We had mm. always like, that always been a dream of ours um, separately. For me, I was like, I was at work and my boss was changing everything. And I, they were talking about redoing the entire schedule and all of July, the whole schedule is going to get redone. And I literally was just standing there and I just went, oh, I'm going on vacation. And they were like, what? What do you mean you're going on vacation? And my boss is like, well, you're not, you're not going out of the country. So it's fine. We'll just change all the schedule anyways. And I was like, I can't, I'm going to Ireland. And Bye. she was like, oh, okay. We'll just put in a leave form. Yeah. And I literally, and I, I just, I like walked out of the meeting and I went to go talk to my friends and I was like, I think I have to schedule this trip now. Like I, the words just came out of my mouth. I don't know. And all my friends were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I, I, I'm going on this trip. That's like, I said it out loud now. I have to do it. So I literally went home that night and went and bought uh, the tickets for like my friend had gone on um, the bus tour. So she, I knew it was a good bus tour. So I was like, great, I'll go on that one. Somebody else has done it. Must be really good. Awesome. So that was like the whole preface to me getting there. Um, for my husband, he's got family there. Um, and so he, his cousins had come to visit him here. And then he, they were encouraging him to go to Ireland. And so his passport literally like came in like the week before he was. Whoa. Oh, the stress. And so like, he literally did not think he was going to, Oh my God. I was like, I don't know how you did that. I would not have survived if I no did way. that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like so crazy, but yeah. So luckily I got here. So then he was able to fly over and he was mostly staying with his cousins the whole trip. So that was that. But he ended up coming on the bus. He bought the bus tour ticket literally the night before, like 10 p.m. the night before the bus was wow. supposed to leave. Um, because his cousins were going to bring him to Northern Ireland, but then they realized that they wouldn't be able to. So he was like, all right, I'll just take a little bus tour and go for three days and I'll just do that instead. Um, so you had previously planned to do yes. this bus tour from the from the outset. Yeah. So I was doing a seven day tour. So it was going to be Northern Ireland and all of Ireland. And he was just doing the Northern Ireland tour, which was just going to be three days. Mm, I see. And if your boss hadn't made you yeah. um, take that leave in that particular time, was this just a trip that was kind of up in the air that you were going to do at some point? Was that the kick up the butt that you needed to actually book the trip? Yeah, like it was like it was something that I had spoken to like previous partners about doing and it was something that I had wanted to do. But yeah, like, I don't know what happened in that moment when my brain was just like, nope, we're doing this tour now. And I'm just gonna say it out loud and force you to do it. But prior to that, like, I had not been thinking, you know, I should go on a trip to Ireland. It was always just like a thing in the back of my mind that I mm. never put any 
money or finances aside for or anything like that. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, that was a, <laughs> an exciting moment. <laughs> so then what happened? Tell me tell me where, where this goes next. How did you meet? So a whole bunch of people are on this bus and we get up to Northern Ireland and the bus driver puts us all into, we went and did the black taxi tours where they take us around and they talk about the history of Northern Ireland and the wall and a whole bunch of stuff that's up there. Mm-hmm. The tour bus guy, he goes, oh, you're a guy. You're going to go in this, you know, I'm going to split all the guys up into into vehicles with ladies, you know, get yeah. you guys set up. There was a I lot more it. females on the tour than guys. So Eamon ended up being in our like taxi. And of course, all the ladies on the taxi tour, we're all chatting and having a grand old time. And he is not talking to anyone. He doesn't Aww. say a word <laughs> to a single person. And he's got his like little fancy camera. And I'm like, and we're all just like, oh, this guy kind of weird not talking to anybody, but that's fine. You know, we're all enjoying ourselves, having a great time. So, and then we went to, after that first big tour, we all went to a bar um, and he ended up coming up to us at the bar and he was just like, Hey, is it okay if I sit with you guys? And we we're like, oh yeah, sure. Of course you can come and sit with us. That's totally fine. Um, Cause we had, at this point, we had about an hour before we were supposed to go to the, like where the Titanic was built. We we're just like, yeah, we're going to go on that tour. It's going to be great. And then we all, and like the whole group of us were all just like laughing and having such a good time with each other that like me and him were kind of like, oh, well the tour, oh, there goes the tour bus. Okay. We're not going to go on that tour. We'll just stay at the bar and we'll keep hanging out just talking about life and TV shows and just, you know, enjoying being on a tour. So it wasn't until like later on where we ended up relocating, like we got taken to another location. We all went and dropped our belongings at our accommodation. And then we, I was coordinating for the next bar we were going to go to. So I messaged everyone, you know, everyone's coordinated. We're all going to meet there at five o'clock or whatever time. And he came in and like, literally he was just with me the entire time. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's nice. Like, okay, we're all hanging out, have a great time. That's cool. Like I was not putting any mind into it, like nothing. Um, and by the end of the night, he ended up walking me and one of my friends back to our accommodation. And so we were sitting outside, just the three of us were just there talking. And then eventually my friend is like, Hey, I'm going to go inside. Are you going to come inside? Everything fine. Um, and then a guy ended up coming out, smoke, like he came outside to smoke and whatever. And like me and Eamon kept just talking to each other, having a great time. And then eventually like we kissed and the guy that was smoking just goes, finally, my God, these guys, he's like, you guys have been out here forever. I've been that waiting is... for this moment this whole time. But the next two days we literally spent like the entire trip together. We always sat in like in the seats right next to each other on the bus. And we were always just like messaging each other and talking and spending lots of time together um he ended up going to scotland at the end of his trip he he spent an extra day in galway so we could stay together um and then he ended up going to scotland for the rest of the week and the entire time he was there he was messaging me and i was like oh that's nice like you know we're talking and his family he's like told his family about me and like wow i was like oh okay that's, that's nice so i was supposed to leave sunday and I extended it to Monday. So we, so he would arrive back in Ireland and Dublin on Sunday afternoon. So we'd have like, a, like one more night together before I left, um, which was great. We like hung out with some other Australians and we hung out with like all these people that we had met and we just spent time together, which was really nice. 
And then I remember like I was getting in the taxi to leave and like I can still remember it to this day, like him standing there, like closing the door and just going like, I'm going to see you again. And he closed the door and I remember turning around being like, this guy is crazy. I was like, there's no way this could ever work because like, you know, (laughs) he's Australian in Ireland. I'm in New York. Like, how could we possibly like I've done long distance in the past and it didn't work because there was always issues because long distance is really hard. Um, Oh, yeah. And so I was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. But I got home and pretty much a a week of us going back and forth and talking a lot and me pretty much being like, Hey, I like, you know, you're only, it's only an eight hour time difference. It's going to be like a 14 hour time difference. You know, it's a big, some big changes there, you know, it could be really difficult. Um, but yeah, no, he was, he went, I want to give it the good old college try and I'm going to make this work (laughs) and I'm going to do everything I can to make the relationship work. And yeah, pretty much long distance for a long time and we facetimed you know twice a day wow that was that was that that is huge that's the story of you and that is so amazing and so dynamic and I want to hear as someone who has gone through an international long distance relationship as well tell me about that how did you guys find that and I guess that's part of my next question which is how did your relationship evolve long distance was obviously a crucial part of that yeah so I will definitely thank the internet for existing um because you know that made it a lot easier (laughs) um but yeah I mean I just it it just it it took both of us to kind of figure out a rhythm and figure out what worked um I was I'm definitely a bit more of the planner so like after a month I was like okay you know, if we're really, because after the first month, we were having those intense, deep conversations that most people don't have for like years in their relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. So such as like what we expected in a partner, what we wanted in our future, you know, did we want kids? Did we not want kids? Did I want to get married? And he didn't? Or like, did he want to get married? And I wasn't sure or I think long distance really forces us to to confront those things really early on, because otherwise, what the hell is the point of doing long distance? It's so hard in and of itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that I think, like you said, long distance just kind of forces you to have those conversations. I remember one of my friends, she said her and her partner have been going out for like eight years. And by the time they hit year eight was when they like discussed if they wanted to have kids. And I was like, what were you doing for eight years? (laughs) Like, and like, she was a bit older than I was. So I was like, I'm confused. What happened here? Like, how did you wait this long before you had this discussion? Yeah, which I mean, I, guess, I don't know. I guess for some people, that's just how it is. But for us, like, so everything kind of gets a little bit expedited, especially because, you know, living long distance, you're going to have to get visas if you want to see each other, which take time and you have to get all that sorted. True. Planning um, and, you trips. Know, buy plane tickets, which is a bit of money. Oh, yeah. Before I moved here, I went to Australia twice and he went to America twice. coordinated it a little bit that way which was good (laughs) so walk me through how long you did long distance for and then when you decided to move to Australia what was the catalyst there and why didn't he come to the states (laughs) COVID (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we dated long distance about a year and a half I'd say Mm -hmm. um yeah because I moved here in March 2020 originally I was supposed to get here in April because you're planning on getting married in May um, and then COVID kicked off. And um, I remember I was at work 
And, you know, like most people, we didn't really know what was going on. No. Um, I worked in a healthcare facility, so we were wearing masks and stuff. But then I just remember, like, I had brought up to my, I had, like, told my boss already that, like, hey, I'm going to be leaving in a month. You got plenty of time to hire a new worker. Like, I'll train them, no issue. Because the plan originally was that I would come to Australia for a year and then we would move back to the U.S. Um, mm. Just because my family is there. I'm really close with my family. Um, and so that was kind of the original plan. Was this the same boss that forced you basically into going on this trip because of the time frame? And two, we need to backtrack to the marriage thing because you got engaged and you weren't even living together in the same country. Um, yes, it was the same boss. When I told her that um, like I was going to be leaving in a month, she was like, okay, that's fine. And then when COVID hit, my mom had called me at work and she was like, hey, I think you need to leave now. If you're going to go there, you need to leave now. Which Smart lady. coming from my mom was huge. Huge. Like she's she was not keen on me traveling at all. So the fact that she was telling me, if you're going to go, you need to leave now. I was like, okay, this is a sign. I need to do something. So I literally Definitely. went down to my boss and said, hey, I'm leaving in like two days like that's it like I'm going that's it and she was like this is the worst decision of your life this is terrible don't do it and you know I was, I was hurt and like her and her boss were both like adamant like this is you're just doing this for a stupid boy you know whatever um jokes um, on next her day, Australia in 2020 was the place right. to be <laughs> I know I'm like oh my friends there were like oh my god Amanda thank god you left it was crazy here um but it was sweet because like the morning I was leaving, getting on the plane, she messaged me saying, hey, I'm really sorry for how I reacted. Just been really stressed with everything. And I really hope you have a great future. And I really hope like everything works out for you. And I was like, thank you. Okay, I will take it. I, like, thank- <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, that reconciliation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a de- um, that was a decent message to send. And that's yeah. a nice way. It's like, that's a good send off, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really nice. Okay, yeah. So we got engaged. Um, pretty much six months after we had met. Whoa. Uh, we, we did, we did two sets of engagements. Um, so we did um, a Celtic hand nodding ceremony, which was something my husband had looked into. So that pretty much just says like, I commit fully to you. In the olden days, you used to live together for a year before you'd get married to say that you guys were going to be a great couple. Mm. Um, when we did it, we just obviously didn't live together. But then he brought up, like he had asked me to bring three colors of ribbons to explain like what our relationship like means to each other. And we braided my three ribbons in a, a oh, you guys call it a plait. So I like made a plait out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he made his into a plait and then we joined, a, um we joined them together and kind of just committed like, okay, we're going to take this next year and be really serious at like looking into marriage and seeing wow. like where our future goes from here. Um, you guys wasted no time. I'm imagining, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan, but like the unbreakable vow when they like wrap their hands yeah. around each other. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, we, I like, I took a picture of it and like, it was, it's just like, it's, yeah, it kind of felt like that, but not in the, if you break the vow, you die. Yeah. And without the scary burns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was a couple months later, he came back to America for my brother's wedding. And my siblings all love him. They like, you know, everybody loves him. And he like officially, unofficially like said to my dad, like, hey, these are my intentions. What a whirlwind. Um, Yeah. So then, yeah. So we ended up getting married in May 2020. 
which obviously with COVID, (laughs) only five people were allowed to be there, including us. So it's a bit limited, Um, but we were definitely very lucky um, because the the person who married us um, is a family friend of my husband. So we were definitely able to make like a great experience out of it. Thank God for the internet again, because we had WhatsApp open, Zoom open and Instagram lives going. So like we covered all of our bases. Everyone that wanted to be there was there was able to attend. Yeah, yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. Did you ever have exactly. any, I guess, any thoughts about potentially moving the wedding? Because I know a lot of couples that were getting engaged at this time, they just kept pushing it back and back and back just because they wanted everything to be as normal as possible. Did you ever have any thoughts about doing that or you just wanted to just get married and do it? We had thought about it, but then the tough part is also by doing that, it would have changed, I don't know, it would have cost a lot of money, but also it would have um, just changed possibly some of my uh, like visa stuff. Mm, Right. So if we did that, it could have like just made more harder changes for us to, for me to be able to apply for a visa if, as we saw, COVID got extended. So the visa I originally came on was only to stay here for a year. Right. Um, yeah. That was, that was tricky. That period. You are so lucky you arrived in March, 2020, Yeah. not any month later. My boyfriend, when we were doing long distance at that time, we're now together, which is so amazing, but he is from the UK and he was yeah. coming here on a holiday for two weeks in, it was the beginning of April or the end of March, 2020. And as the days in March slowly ticked by, the world started getting slightly more scared and paranoid and things just like shit just hit the fan. Eventually his flight just got canceled. And I remember it being the most horrific, debilitating, heartbreaking scenario because we had no idea when we were going to see each other again. And we ended up only seeing each other a year and a half later um, in mid 2021. So it was pretty surreal. Big props to you and your mom for pushing you. (laughs) I mean, props to you. I mean, making, I've, because I mean, Australia was closed down for ages yeah, for a very long time. And I flat out said to my husband, I was like, I don't know what would have happened with us. Because I kind of need a little bit of that hope, a little bit of that, like, this is the day I'm next going to see you. Yeah. Like, and so I commend you so much because that is so much harder, especially with how, I mean, it was great. Australia was very well protected, but it definitely made it very challenging when you wanted to see your loved ones and you absolutely could not. And you exactly. had no idea when yeah. you were going to be able to. Were you ever um, just like, oh my God, what am I doing for love? Like, did you ever have any of those moments where you were like, how has, how has this happened? Like, how am I in this predicament right now? Not in the sense of like, how have I done this for love? But kind of just like, wow, this world's crazy, man. Like, yeah. I think just because it's like, because it, it was always like us challenging that, like the issue. So like, even like when I was really struggling, I could just talk to Eamon about it and be like, hey, I'm mm. really struggling. Like, I'm really feeling homesick or I'm really feeling this way and he would do like whatever he could to really help me through that um you know whether it was us going for a walk or us talking about it or watching a movie or watching you know like for me it's like the nanny or this or Seinfeld where it's like it just reminds me of home Mm. um like not his favorite tv shows but like he'll sit and watch them with me because like you know he knows that I need that moment yeah it's your comfort Um, blanket (laughs) So you guys got married, you withstood COVID, you've been together now for, I think you said four, four and a half years, I guess. Yeah. So you got there and you did it and you succeeded and you won, you beat COVID and yeah, you found the love (laughs) of your life in a crazy situation that you probably never expected. What have you discovered that you love the most about your partner, Eamon? He's really patient. 
and like understanding. And it's just, it's so nice to have somebody where, you know, I tell him I'm having a hard time and he'll give me the space that I need. I'm more of a, I need to figure out what's going on before I can really talk about it, but he can Mm. tell that there's something wrong. And so he'll come over and be like, Hey, are you okay? What's going on? And he'll sometimes just like, give me a hug and be like, okay, I'm here. You want to talk about it? Come to me when you're ready. Um, And it's just, it's, it's something like that where, you know, I don't have to say anything, but like, yeah. he can just know that, you know, that understanding of kind of what I need and what he needs and balancing that out. That's a great answer. And that's a really great quality as well. Let's you weather your storm on your own, but you know that they are there when you need them on call. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Obviously got to flip this right on its head. What is something that you may not like as much? <laughs> I bake a lot, like a lot. Like last week I made brownies and muffins and I bring them into work which my workmates love you're that girl you're that colleague I've got one of them and I absolutely adore her (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I love like I really enjoy baking I find it very like just calming and really nice and everybody loves baked goods and he like won't eat them ever and I'm like why don't you eat them like they taste really good I promise and he's just like I just don't like baked goods like I just don't like them and I'm like come on (laughs) <laughs> take one for the team and try one like I need you to try it to make sure it's good <laughs> oh, this is yeah. brilliant this is not what I expected I love that <laughs> yeah he prefers gummy snacks all right I, I don't know how to make those yet so wow I really actually also admire um his willpower because if I lived in a home with someone who made amazing baked goods I would probably be about 50 kilos heavier they're really good but that's that's I, I bring them into work and I, Oh yeah. 3.30 PM slump. That's I'm going to the muffins. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably the most annoying thing for now. <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying thing is he doesn't like my, like my baked goods. <laughs> A couple last questions that I have. Have you found any kind of culture clash? I know you've said, you know, you're teaching each other, each other's lingo. I have the same exact thing with my very British boyfriend. He'll be saying all these words and I'm like, huh, what's that? Um, do you guys have that quite often? I imagine you probably do. Absolutely. There was one time in particular where he went to the store and I said, Hey, can you get some tomato sauce? And he came home and I was like, Hey, did you have the tomato sauce? And he's like, we have some, we have a whole container of it. And I opened up the cabinet and I was like, we don't have any. I was like, what are you talking about? And he pulls out the ketchup container. And I was like, that's ketchup, <laughs> not tomato sauce. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, this is tomato sauce, Amanda. It says it right here. And I was like, no, to me, that's ketchup. That will always be ketchup. I'm not changing it. Tomato sauce is what I put in my pasta. And he was like, no, that's pasta sauce. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And like the amount of, great. of times that this has happened is numerous. Like, you're just going to have to accept that that's the term of phrase that I'm going to use. This is like, brilliant. This is my equivalent of this is I call yogurt, like any self-respecting Australian, yogurt. Whereas my yeah. boyfriend calls it yogurt. And I absolutely oh. see that the mouth of that word. I cannot stand it. No, he's wrong. (laughs) Thank you. Agreed. What is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received or that you have to give to the listeners? It was a quote that I had heard and it was the like, you know, if you want a marriage to work, it takes a hundred percent from both people. Mm. Whereas divorce, it's 50, 50. And I just remember hearing that and thinking like how many times Like you don't hold your partner accountable for something or you just let them get away with something because you're, you know, you just let people get off the hook for whatever. 
Um, and I think it's just so important that both people are actively putting in the work to make the relationship work. Um, and, you know, it's not always going to be 100%, 100%. Sometimes it's going to be 80% and 120% because sometimes you have a bad day or whatever. But mm. it's about, like I said before, that teamwork, working together, making sure you're both in a good spot and really just working together to make the relationship what you want it to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess that links to what I asked you at the very beginning about, you know, how would you describe love? And you were so clear about teamwork being up there with the other two. So not, yeah. no surprises yeah. there that you that, that was your piece of advice. That's a great piece of advice. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure getting to hear your story, Amanda. It's been so fun. You've taken me from America to Ireland to Australia. <laughs> We've gone through the pandemic. We've gotten married in this cool and quirky wonderful ceremony and yeah it's just been such a journey so thank you for taking us all on it absolutely thank you and i hope gives everybody a little hope in the future i guess <laughs> and there you go everyone the beautiful story of amanda and Eamon, overfilling with crazy coincidences of timing irish traditions that i've never heard about trials and tribulations of covid and baked goods so many baked goods I hope you enjoyed that episode, and if you did, please give the show a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, if you have an amazing story or know somebody who does, send me a message on Instagram at storyofusthepodcast or email storyofusthepodcast at gmail.com. I will see you next week with another brand new love story.